Talks with Ash and Kiki. Um, today is a solo session. I know y'all are normally used to hearing Kiki do the solo session. She's been doing these amazing reviews of Ready to Love, but I wanted to at least get a good I wanted to fulfill my contractual obligations. And I figured I would just go ahead and do some reviews of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm not going to lie to y'all. This is probably very difficult because it is a very slow start to the season. But I'm going to crank these solo reviews out. So let's get started. So to begin, let's kind of establish where we are with this franchise. So, um, I'm not sure. <laughs> I feel like after, at a certain point last season, everyone was just like over it. But as we go into season 13, Eva is no longer a housewife. Um, Nini very clearly is not a housewife. And to my understanding, later on in the season, we'll find out that Tanya has walked away from the show. But ultimately, our peach holders are Portia you have Cynthia, you have Candy, you have Kenya, and then we have newcomer Drew Sedora, who I believe will be introduced in episode two. But yeah, so we have those. Then we have a few friends of the show, of course, Marlo, um, Tanya, and then um, Latoya Ali, who is a YouTuber. Um, I have a little bit of tea or I guess like background on why she's not a peach holder. And then we also have a socialite named Phelan, who I believe, or Fallon, who is a friend of Portia's. And then of course we've got our good, good sis Shamia. So that's kind of the major players we have right now. So we go into the season. Clearly they had to start filming during the pandemic. Um, I feel like everyone kind of knows in Atlanta, um, the pandemic, we took the pandemic seriously for like maybe a month and then around Memorial Day, that's when the governor of our fair state was just like, y'all do what y'all boy want. Um, I believe that Mayor Keisha did not want the city to be open right away, but pretty much the governor unfortunately overrode her request. So Atlanta has kind of been open since then, but in particular, we come to a place where we not only have an intersection of the pandemic, but the intersection of the social justice uprisings. So we catch up with our housewives and everyone's talking about how life has kind of changed. So I wrote in my notes that the producers are asking the cast members to kind of explain what's happening. Kenya's take on it is that the quarantine is, it's scary because you can't, you don't really know where you can go, where it's safe. Like we say, we're going to the grocery store, but is it really safe to go to the grocery store? And she talks about how this has kind of had an effect on her mental health. And we kind of see that they're planting the seeds of, you know, Kenya being affected mentally, which is leading to depression towards the quarantine, but also there's another looming factor. Um, Cynthia says that she went back to LA and she and Mike quarantined with their children for a while. And at one point, the, the main thing that ends up getting them out of the house is the George Floyd protest. And that was the kind of the, that was the match that lit the fuse. Um, Candy comes in and she explains how the pandemic and the social justice uprising have really changed the dynamics of the country, but particularly there's a lot happening in Atlanta. 
she mentions that this is particularly heartbreaking to her because she is raising a young son you know she's married to a black man and she's just really not shaken but I can tell that this was something that bothered her and you know having to explain it to Ace her child it was just a lot and I wrote down the candy crying already which I'll I'll give it to candy this is a reason to cry I would cry too and yeah in Atlanta especially <sighs> the beginning of the social justice uprising with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, Rayshard Brooks. It was almost like a domino effect. And unfortunately, while everyone, you know what, I'm not even getting that. We're going to keep it RH, we're going to keep it RHOA centered. So we come to Portia. Portia speaks on Breonna Taylor. Uh, Bravo slipped in that George Floyd footage. I really wish they would not have done that, but they don't pay me to think. So yeah. But we can see that Portia, I'm going to tell this episode Portia Luther King because Portia very clearly is explaining how she started off just seeing everything and she was angry. And then she realized, particularly with Breonna Taylor's death, that black women don't really have people advocating for them like that. And so that is kind of the straw that breaks her back and encourages her to begin doing not even just activist work but to advocate for the protesters who are taking to the streets in Atlanta and later on the episode we will see that her work with the protesting will lead her to Louisville, Kentucky. So we get some footage of the protest in particular there was a protest it was peaceful all the protests have been peaceful for the most part here in Atlanta yeah we had that stuff that happened downtown um, with the CNN World Tower and the the Georgia World Congress Center but for oh yeah and of course what happened in Buckhead but I wanted to be very clear there had never really been any major violence on the part of the protesters and you know we can get into the specifics of how it was working later on but ultimately you see that they are protesting peacefully this was before the curfew had been administered and you see that there are <laughs> tear gas bombs or canisters that are just getting shot everywhere and it's just quite ugh, it was just a lot um god i remember just being scared to come to this come into the city at one point because it was just the police Atlanta PD was wilding and that's all I'm gonna say so we get to Lake Bailey and Candy Cynthia and Marlo are having lunch slash um they're sharing a meal in the drivers in the driveway of Lake Bailey Cynthia has there's a lot of titties I wrote down there's a lot of titties there are a lot of titties on this show. Cynthia's boobs keep popping out. Um, this is the start of some awkward, excuse me, conversations about people's sex lives. And, you know, I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. I really don't like when Candy talks about her sex life with Todd. I don't like, I don't like when nobody talks about their sex life. Like, I'm sorry. I am pro sex pro 
sex work, all that stuff. I'm pro-sexual liberation. However, I'm just a boundaries person. I just find it weird to, like, volunteer that information. This is not my thing. Like, you are never going to hear Ashley be that girl who's, like, telling you how I've been laying alone and spreading it wide. That's just not going to be me, especially not on camera. So, Marlo comes up. <sighs> Marlo, girl, if you was going to be this extra you should have just stayed in the house. I mean, I'm all for practicing precautions, but the measuring tape, the face mask, the just the temperature check, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I'm like, wa- this, the episode is on silent while I'm like recording this. And I just keep seeing Cynthia's titties keep popping out. Like she is having... Uh, she's having nip slips left and right and now they're talking about boob jobs and it's kind of like okay so yeah this scene didn't really do a lot it just leads to them talking about how King has kind of been missing in action I don't think you can really be missing in action too much in a pandemic but they just noticed that even trying to keep up with her virtually it's it's not happening <laughs> Um, I also forgot to mention they talked about how Portia had come a long way because at one point Portia was like, you know, Underground Railroad, <laughs> where, like, where was the conductor? Portia Luther King, girl, I'm proud of you. You, you tapped in to that, um, civil rights leader genealogy. Good for you, girl. But yeah, they just sitting there, they kiki in. Um, Cynthia, Cynthia's a good host. I will say that. Cynthia's like me. She has Zoe's Kitchen. I recognize them. Chicken and beef kebabs and that yellow rice anywhere. (laughs) But yeah, so she's trying. They're trying to get in touch with Kenya. And Kenya's just like, oh my God, I can't hear you. And she's like, I can't hear anything. Your service is bad. Your Wi-Fi is bad. And then boom, cut the cameras dead ass. or not cameras cut as Kenya hangs up with Cynthia we see that she is in her driveway and we see she's kind of I don't want to say dressed up you can tell that she's going somewhere where she needed to put on a face and she needed to be presentable and she got her heels in her hand and the first thing I notice is oh Kenya is giving me church secretary um administrative coordinator like financial aid admin body like miss kenya has gotten thick thick like kenya has in my opinion it looks good granted i want her to understand that if it doesn't zip it doesn't fit um girl it's no shame in buying you some new clothes you got money you can do that but um we hear that she calls brandon or brandon calls her i think brandon is the friend from since she joined the season I will say Brandon has always been loyal to her Brandon never sold her out like some of these other housewives friends be doing but that's a that's the horse of a different color but you know she's telling him I can't zip up <laughs> my, my clothes or my dress you know I got a good bra on and my bra and my boobs still poking out and then I also see like who can you flat iron like I've always known that Kenya has had naturally long hair, but the roots, whew, sis, 
get you one of them tourniquets or them ceramic flat irons, girl, because my God in heaven, if you're going to straighten your hair, you know, if we're doing kinky straight, just say that. But she talks about how quarantine has been a burden to be, and she said it's a burden to be in your own home. And she talks about how that burden caused her to just start eating and she ends up gaining 30 pounds. And Brandon asks, you know, is this what's causing you to kind of be panicked? And she explains that she's going to the attorney's office to talk about her options with divorce as she and Mark have now been separated for 10, 10 months. And she feels at this point something needs to be done in particular because of a recent trip to New York where she took Brooklyn to see him. And I'm not gonna lie, y'all. I have never been the biggest Kenya fan. But in this moment, it is very clear that yes, the pandemic and the quarantine have been hard on Kenya mentally, but it is clearly this man and his emotional abuse and the fact that she has been the primary caretaker of their child. And yes, she got a nanny, but she's still the only parent in the household in Brooklyn. And it just, it just quickly goes from, I feel like the scene was already shitty, but it's like, it's like the sprinkles on top of a shit cupcake. So we hear that Mark is just really snappy. And in my opinion, Mark is verbally abusive and he's emotionally abusive to Kenya. Um, y'all can quote me on that. It just, the way that we have seen him on film speak to her and treat her in front of their child and then the things that have been rumored to have been said it is no doubt in my mind that that oh I, I just oh I had such an insult but I don't want to say it like it's been very clear that, that man is not nice like I don't know how else to say he's not a nice man and she gets to the attorney she explains to the attorney that you know she really does want to make it work she don't want to give up on her marriage but it's just there are things that are happening that just are not making her feel comfortable and at peace in the marriage and the um the attorney asked her well you know what do you want to do and she says i think i want to give it some more time and i want to have some more uh, more conversations with him and then we'll just see what happens so we think the camera stopped rolling and she is just in a puddle of tears. She is sobbing. And the attorney asked her, asked her, why are you always so self-deprecating? And he talks about how he has seen black women who are celebrities. Excuse me. They give it all up <coughs> to get a family. And if there was there was talk on Twitter like, oh, King is a celebrity. And I was like, I'll give King her thing. She's the first miss usa or she's miss usa was she the first black one i don't think i can't remember either way she's miss usa um she has a had a modeling career like portia said she was a slut from the 90s she was well-paid actress in the 90s i will say she was in a lot of things and ultimately you know um the attorney's kind of just like i see it all the time y'all y'all work hard for these careers and then you know you give it up to get a family and unfortunately in the process you just think okay well let me take care of my kids and let me take care of my man and that'll be the end result but in particular the attorney's like girl you didn't have a prenup 
technically because Kenya was smart she did a lot of things cash so there's nothing really pending that is up in the air and she talks about how she got Mark a car which sir you you can't be a bum and talk shit like that's not how it works you you either have to have your attitude right <laughs> you have to have your attitude right and be a bum or you can be a bum but you know at least or not be a bum and have a shitty attitude but you can't choose both like you you fucking up so ultimately the attorney is like you really need to empower yourself and just really understand that the push comes to shove you'll be able to take care of your daughter which is something that is important and ultimately you have done well enough for yourself financially to where a push comes to shove you'll be able to take care of your stuff so that's where this scene ends and when it comes to the romantic department i'm rooting for Kenya to get her shit together because she went from was it walter walter who was just I don't even know what to say about Walter, but Walter was just not it. Um, then we go to Matt, who was, while he may not have been physically abusive to her, he was abusive to the point where I'm just very concerned that while we may not have ever seen it, I would not be surprised if he would have been aggress- physically aggressive with Kenya. And then she meets Mark out of nowhere. Thanks a lot, Chef Roble and he's emotionally abusive to her uh oh yeah i wrote down one more thing in my notes mark is a monster um i originally said that mark um she didn't want to answer the question about mark being good with his other kids or his relationship with his other children because i thought he was a deadbeat how however um it was reported to me there was some tea spilled on twitter that she did not want to speak about that because mark apparently has actually been cheating on king this whole time with his other children's baby mother and when he is not with with her in brooklyn he's with the baby mama and them kids and um yeah that's where i'm gonna cut <laughs> this at
are back at Lake Bailey. Um, King Cynthia has her assistant there, and her assistant's like, "So you write your schedule down?" And he's just very—he's—he's he's very befuddled. He's—he's he's like, "Ma'am, that, that's what Google Calendar and you know all this other stuff." Like, "Hello, we—we're coming to the new age. We have technology now." Um, and we see Mike is there. Mike is doing his book deal. Shout out to Kita the Pub Diva. Pub Diva. Kita has been in the public relations game a long time. She was one of the people I looked up to when I was doing PR. And I especially loved her because um, she was on the T.O. show. She did PR for T.O. for a long time before, you know, his crazy ass went batshit crazy and fired her and Monique. Um, so this scene. I, apparently Cynthia and Mike are having a little honeymooners moment and they just love that they in Atlanta and ain't no churn so you know they can get as loud and as buckwild as they want to once again awkward but in particular Bravo if y'all if anyone ever at Bravo ever hears this I want to be very clear I could have went the rest of my natural black ass life without knowing how Cynthia sounds during sex. I promise you I could have went long. I could have went without that. Um, other viewers could have went without that and just ultimately stop it. Like Jesus, no, I, I don't want, I don't want to hear it. Also, I'm noticing that, so I'm trying to figure out who does Cynthia's wigs particularly her braided wigs and I asked this because in the scene where they were at Kenya's house Cynthia had kind of like faux locks and I don't know if those are called goddess braids unicorn mermaid whatever but she had the style where it was like the dreads or the locks and the um box braids in it but now at Lake Bailey with her and Mr. Mike she just has regular like braids or twists I'm confusion. Either way, that is magical. Send me, dro drop the wig makers at Miss Cynthia. Please, Titty Cent. But yeah, um, so we hear they're talking about their wedding. And in particular, they have this plan to get married on 10, 10, 20, so October 10th, 2020. Mike is very like, well, you know, if we can't, if we can't get married, with you know all the people that's fine or if it's just got to be us that's fine and Cynthia's like no that ain't gonna work for me and it was at this point that I really did empathize with Cynthia because if y'all remember Cynthia's last wedding was just muddied with dysfunction it's your wedding day oh my god it's your wedding day like let's all remember the season that Cynthia came, I want to say Cynthia came on season three. So there was, Peter was bragging about how they was broke and how he had just ran through all their money. They couldn't pay for a honeymoon. Cynthia crying at the damn bachelorette party weekend. And then not to mention, she wears this garbage bag of a wedding dress. She getting me under dinosaur bones at the firm bank, which no shade. I love the firm bank, but um, I would never think to get married under dinosaurs. But you know, perhaps that was a that was foreshadowing 
that their relationship would eventually, um, you know, expire. Like, you know, it, just, it would become extinct like the dinosaurs. Um, so it's just like, there's so much fucked up shit happening at Winnow. Like, you remember all that terrible stuff was happening, but a few days leading up to it, Barbara, Miss Barbara, and, you know, Mal were like, girl, you sure you want to marry this man? And Stephanie was like, why is everybody asking me that? I love him. And on the day of, marriage certificate or license goes missing. All of these horrible things happen. And she also mentions that everybody who was there was not truly there in support of them. That's a lie. So Mike Hill is a damn lie for being so willfully obtuse. He is a fuck nigga for pulling this whole, well, you know, do you want a marriage or do you want a wedding? I'm always very leery of people who say that because this idea that you should and I always feel like it applies to black women because I will never see people going in on white girls for wanting a little farmhouse wedding with their little mason jars and their antique stuff I'll never hear that but that's once again horse of a different color but it's always this whole well why don't you why don't you want to do this or why can't we just wait and him saying he's not hearing the answer that he wants but just it just seemed like he was not able to look past his vapid idea of what was to be expected. And I ain't gonna lie, a nigga who can't keep his penis to himself in a marriage, I don't expect him <laughs> to be gung-ho about paying for a wedding because low-key, I think, Mike might have been like, why I gotta pay all this money if we low-key might not make it anyway. But there's that you have. Now we go back to Kentucky. They have ended up at Attorney Daniel Cam- Attorney General Daniel Cameron's house. And Portia was like, all right, um, so yeah, it's time to get locked up. And we see that I believe that the way it went down, Dennis was like, if push comes to shove, I'll be here if I can if I need to go back and get you know, Lord, not Brooklyn, PJ, but ultimately he, she and Dennis are protesting and she gets arrested. And I was like, all right, so that's what you had to do. All right. And I will say I, I had hoped that she would give us another pretty mugshot, but I understand this was a way more somber reason to be arrested than you know dragging a bitch at a reunion and so we go to our next scene final scene candy is at the new restaurant they just recently opened up a steakhouse in the west end slash cascade area i think that's interesting um she like she mentioned that is the area of atlanta that doesn't have a lot of fine dining i guess but at the same time okay anywho um Don Juan is you know candy coat to click working and Todd apparently is very adamant that the steakhouse should also be a lounge whatever um but yeah so Cynthia calls her and they will talk about the news being released that Portia was arrested they hope that she's okay and I was very happy that we had this moment because I didn't think we would ever get here y'all after that shit that happened in like season 9 and 10 I didn't ever think that we would get here where 
both Cynthia and Candy would be sub- actively supportive and wishing for Portia's well-being. I was very happy to hear it. Um, and in the aftermath of Portia's arrest, she talks about how in the holding area, she was there with about 30 women. And a lot of people are like, that's not a big deal. And it's like, no, jail already ain't no joke. Jail in the unsanitary conditions in the middle of a fucking pandemic. Yeah, that's, that, that's a lot. So t- for her to put her freedom on the line, yeah, she was bailed out, whatever. But for her to, you know, just really go through that experience, that shows she was really dedicated to being a, a part of at least some form of change. And I'm glad that for the most part, it is appearing that the cast is supporting her with the exception of Kenya. We know why. Petty ass shit. But yeah, um, Portia's final thoughts on the matter are well, okay I'm gonna do it again and I want to say about the time it was all said and done Portia had been arrested three times when it was all said and done it might be four either way um she said that night changed her life and she said that they were she said those she and those people they bonded after that and that is something that just really changed her life so good for you Portia Luther King we're happy for you and we hope to see more substantive work. Is that right? Work of substance. I, I hope to see more of that. And you know, good good for you. Uh, we wrap up with a preview. I'm not gonna lie. Like I told y'all, it's it's gonna be a lot <laughs> to get to at what looks like some form of real entertainment. However, I am fully prepared to ride with y'all if y'all are ride this out with me. And with that being said, that wraps up this little recap. So y'all can find me on social media at ashtaylampmarie. That's A-S-H-T-A-Y-L-A-M-P-M-A-R-I-E. You can find my business page at The Perfect Mix LLC on IG. And you can find us at Perfect Mix Sips on Twitter uh I'm not gonna lie to y'all um the work I did for the holiday um drop for Thanksgiving that or turkey day that was a lot um and right now I always say this I'm going through stuff in my career I'm like kicking my career into overdrive or kicking this cultivation of my career into overdrive so unfortunately that's that's requiring more of me than I realized it would. So I'm not always sure if I'm be able to continue to create and um, curate content for a perfect mix until maybe another two months. But we'll see what happens. Y'all can follow my girl Kiki on Instagram and Twitter at k-dior. That's k-d-a-s-h-d-i-o-r. And y'all can follow our podcast page at O-T-R-P-O-D, O-T-R pod. And um, yeah, thank y'all for rocking with us. Y'all come back because we got another Ready to Love recap coming soon. Because honey, I, Kiki told y'all, but I, I call Kiki regularly when we when Ready to Love comes on. And I want to be very clear. I don't know why Brian is still here, but more importantly, Naya girl if I ever catch you in the street I know you my elder but sis I might run you a fade 
And with that being said, bye y'all.